Discover the ins and outs of the oil and gas industry right now with Roy Holly and Kim Bolato in the Oil Patch on News Talk 550 KTSA. Brought to you by Shale Magazine and Steer. And good evening, everybody, and welcome to In the Oil Patch, program brought to you by uh, Shale Oil and Gas Magazine, and our presenter of the show is Steer, South Texas Energy Economic Roundtable. Good to have you here this evening. Uh, my co-host this evening is the publisher of Shale Magazine, Kim Bellato. Kim, welcome to the show. Good to have you in. Thank you. Good evening, Roy. We've got some uh, a very special guest this evening coming up, mm-hmm. and uh, you've you've known Omar for a pretty good while, right? Probably about a year and a half. Um, Omar Garcia is the president of STEER, a great organization that basically works with the industry, oil and gas industry. So it'll be a exciting interview. But first, let's talk a little bit about uh, yourself and what you do as publisher of Shale Magazine and also some of the great things that you've got coming up in the magazine and maybe some uh, news items that you want to share with us. Well, you know, Shell Magazine is a fairly new publication. We've grown immensely in the last year and a half that we've been in existence and had some great cover material with some of the major oil and gas executives. We are scheduled to have a dynamic 2015 with some major oil and gas companies being on the cover. We have also, within our two years, have made a statewide publication. When we originally started, we were just strictly focusing on Eagle Ford Shell, and now we focus on Permian Basin. So we're really excited about those changes that are occurring within the magazine world. And, of course, we're launching in the Oil Patch radio show, too. Mm -hmm. So this is going to be a very busy year for us. We have a lot of great partners, Steer being one of them. So we are currently gearing up for next Thursday is our cover party in Houston, Texas, to celebrate our women issue pertaining to the women and what they are doing in oil and gas. Any other things that are newsworthy that's coming up or you you want to save those to another show? No, actually, we just returned from Midland. I'm pretty excited. We uh, were invited to a meeting. One of our partners is the West Texas Energy Consortium. And they had their meeting. There were a lot of elected officials that were in the audience, um, one of them being the keynote speaker, who was Todd Staple, who is the new president to the Texas Oil and Gas Association. So we were really excited to be a part of that meeting and got to hear what they're working on. They've got some exciting things that they'll be on a show here in the near future, and we were pretty excited about being a part of that. And I think the other really main thing that we've kind of our feelers have been picking up is the expansion that's happening in, in San Antonio is turning into a real hub for a lot of the conventions and meetings that are occurring for all the great stuff that's happening with Mexico and Pamex. It's really brought a lot of money into San Antonio as far as it turning into being the hub for a lot of those conventions. So those are some of the things that are on our radar. We've been out there covering and working on, and we're real excited about those things. And so not only are you going to cover them in Shale Oil and Gas Business Magazine, but we'll be covering them here on uh, in the Oil Patch. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, let's get to our guests. Before we go on, let's mention, in case you're listening right now, how you can get some more information about Shale Oil and Gas Business Magazine. You can go to shalemag.com. That's shale. S-H-A-L-E, mag.com, or you can call 210-240-7188. I couldn't read my own writing. (laughs) 
210-240-7188. Call that number, and you can get information about advertising in the Shale Oil & Gas Business Magazine or here on In the Oil Patch, either one of those. Well, it's good to have you here, Omar Garcia, President of STEER, South Texas Energy Economic and Roundtable. And we were talking the other day on the phone, Omar, and we come to find out you're from Kingsville. Yes, Roy, I want to thank you for inviting me, obviously, to uh, Shell Magazine for putting on such a wonderful program to help with the outreach into South Texas of all the positive things that the oil and gas industry is doing for the residents of South Texas. It's certainly been a, a game changer in today's world. It's all about communication, and we feel that Shell Magazine is the premier source for the oil and gas industry in the region. Well, we're certainly glad to have you as a partner. Tell us a little bit, though, about how you transitioned into your current position. We were speaking the other day, and you started off going to school, and you got this job and this job. It's, it seems like everything that you've done has led you to where you're at today. Tell a little bit about that. Sure, Roy. As you mentioned, I was born and raised in South Texas, in, in Kingsville. So being a native of South Texas has certainly helped with the current position that I have. Prior taking my role at Steer, uh, I was working in Corpus Christi uh, in economic development, then moved to Houston to do banking for a couple of years, and then have been in San Antonio ever since. Uh, three years were spent at the city of San Antonio and their economic development department, and the two and a half years at the San Antonio Economic Development Foundation. And through those experiences, was able to learn some of the players in South Texas, the regional players, which really helped transition into the role of Steer. So Steer was created back in October of 2012. That's when they selected me as their president and CEO. Ever since then, you know, we have been working in South Texas day in and day out. This organization was founded by, at the time, the 11 largest operators. We are now have 14 operators that fund STEER, and this organization was founded for two reasons. Uh, number one was to connect the industry with the stakeholders in South Texas, whether it's the county judges, the mayor, city council, chambers of commerce, economic development organizations, or any community leaders. The Eagle first started in 2009, and there was no warning. Uh, it just started. and, and It's like one minute you didn't have never heard of Eagle Ford, the next minute it's everywhere. Absolutely, Roy. In these communities, no one knew this was coming, so there was no preparation time. And so our job is to go lend that in industry expertise, help them plan, help them work through some of the impacts that they're, that they're experiencing currently, whether it's workforce, whether it's quality of life, or whether it's roads, you know, helping them through the impacts of the You know, that's one thing that's really important to a lot of people now is the road and the infrastructure now because, like you said, it happened overnight, and there's people at the state level and the local and county level who are involved in roads. They literally had no time. All this happened just very quickly, didn't it? Yes, it did, Roy. And, you know, the industry made some big strides during the last legislative session two years ago. Um, there was a bill that was authored by Senator Carlos Uresti that proposed giving back money from the state to these counties. And uh, there has been numerous counties that have had very success with TxDOT in obtaining some of these funds. They're putting them to good use. You're seeing new roads being built, roads being maintained and repaired. And we hope that during this current legislative session, more money will be allocated to the, to the energy sector roads throughout Texas. Well, it certainly goes a long ways because a lot of the folks, you know, there's a lot of people involved that are making money out of this, but there's a lot of other folks that aren't. And you want those folks happy, too. Absolutely. Well, I think one of the things that I remember 
most this past year in 2014 was an opportunity that we saw STEER get involved in creating and collecting data from UT as far as to create economic development impact to help the community understand how many dollars were actually going into the communities and where they were being spent. Um, And we played a small part of that, but the significance was Honestly, that the community as well as the elected officials learned a lot from this report. Can you kind of tell us a little bit about and recapping what what that those numbers are? And- Absolutely, industry has uh, partnered with the University of Texas at San Antonio and uh, their chief economist, Dr. Tom Tunstall. The purpose of that study was to get a gauge on the actual impact that the oil and gas industry is having in South Texas, whether it's a new investment, jobs, new taxes being generated that are staying locally to school districts, municipalities, counties, hospital districts. And so Shell was a big part of the study this past year. They were part of the sponsors. But, you know, just to give a quick historic background, if you look at the study that was commissioned in 2012 by industry, the economic impact in 2012 to South Texas was over 61 billion and over 116,000 full-time jobs. And, you know, when we look at South Texas, you're looking at a 15 county area where there's active drilling counties like Carnes, uh, LaSalle, DeWitt, Dimmit, Maverick, uh, kind of across the board in South Texas. Then you look at it where you've got six counties that surround the 15 where there's active drilling. So Bear County here in San Antonio, Nueces County in Corpus, Victoria County, those counties don't have active drilling but they're receiving a lot of the economic benefits. So those were the numbers in 2012. In 2013, those numbers, the economic impact was $87 billion and over 154,000 jobs. So it's just, it's just so a bit, that's a jump, uh, absolutely. an amazing jump. Absolutely. This has been an economic game changer. Roy, as you know, uh, going to school in Kingsville, there hasn't been any growth in 25 yeah. to 50 years in it's, South Texas. That's, uh, not only that, but not just Kingsville, but all of South Texas. Uh, there's There's been hardly anything for a lot of these counties and all of them were very poor and were just didn't have much and if you ever spend any time down there with some of these people they did the best they could but they never had any money there's no there were no jobs and so this has been a huge blessing to folks especially in south texas sure you know when you can when you know when you look last year when corpus christi is competing with san antonio dallas and houston for the number of jobs that are that are reported by texas workforce commission where they rank higher than some of these communities that's all attributed to the oil and gas industry and the boom that it's having at the Port of Corpus Christi. So it's it's been a game changer. You know, when families are now able to stay together because their son or daughter can get a job out of high school or after a two-year right. degree in, in the community college or come back after a four-year degree, it's 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 really neat to see families staying together in South Texas. Yeah, it's not this a industry. good point because it's a lot of things. A lot of times people don't appreciate that because – I've been in those areas, like you said, and the uh, kids growing up have no choice but to leave because there are no jobs there, and they have to leave their families. And so this is allowing them to have a good job, stay in the area where their families are. And so, if nothing else, this has been a huge plus for South Texas and for the folks in that area because, like we said, in a lot of those areas, people had no choice. They had to leave. Yes. And and sure, I think that there's growth issues and things that are going to occur. But when you look at the greater and the bigger picture of what happened, what has been happening, these are individuals that never had an opportunity to go to college. It wasn't in the family's budget to do this. And now they're able to send their children to college, provide a better quality education. There's more tax money within the communities. It's just been a blessing all the way around. And the impact that was released last year clearly did define what counties are getting what and, and really 
kind of pinpointed, there's a lot of money out there now that they have. Kim brings up a good point. You know, the, the 2013 study stated that $2.2 billion stayed in South Texas. That stated with the school districts, with the hospitals, with the counties, where now you're seeing communities building new high schools, new middle schools. That never re- could have done that. Reinvesting before. in their infrastructure and quality of life amenities. I mean, keep in mind that these communities, again, had no growth, so they're just catching up with the times. But because they're reinvesting in themselves, you're now seeing a lot of folks move to a Carn City or a Kennedy or a Catula. I mean, when you drive down into the Eagleford and you drive down Pleasanton and Pleasanton has the Chili's, in a new HEB, and the same thing in Corn City or Lavernia. I know, I lived in Pleasanton. You for know, a while. it's, it's <laughs> amazing. It's amazing to see the retail now that is in South Texas because of the oil and gas industry. Yeah. If you're just now joining us, uh, welcome. Good evening. You are listening to In the Oil Patch. It's a program brought to you by Steer. South Texas Energy and Economic Roundtable. We're glad to have you listening in tonight. If you'd like more information, like to advertise in Shale Oil and Gas Business Magazine, or if you'd like to get uh, some information on advertising on our radio show, uh, you can do one of two things. Go to shalemag.com or simply call 210-240-7188. That's 210-240-7188. We'd love to give you some information on either the magazine or the radio station or radio show or both. You might want to do uh, both of them. We have packages for that. Kim? Well, Omar, I did have a question. There seems to be part of the reason why we're so committed to doing in the oil patches. We believe that there is a lot of great information out there that needs to come out to the community, and that's what our purpose is. One of the big misconceptions that kind of tends to hit media a lot is the air quality that's coming out from the Eagle Ford and how it affects the other communities, large cities like San Antonio. Can you cover a little bit about what is involved in the air quality and pollution? Absolutely. You know, San Antonio is the last major metro in the United States that still has clean air. So we're in attainment. So that is definitely an economic advantage that we have in attracting new business to this area. So when the Eagleford came about in 2009, there was a lot of discussion about how many, how much emissions are coming out of the Eagleford shell. Well, truth be told, with the population expansion that we've had in San Antonio and all of the new industries that are in San Antonio, we've been on the verge of non-attainment for the last 10 years. And so you've got the EPA that sets a standard, uh, which is 75 parts per billion, and there's different monitors in San Antonio that track that. But those monitors, well, there's one in, in La Cantera, there's one in Stone Oak, and there's one on the southeast corner of 1604 and 181. And so those monitors help track. Uh, they, those numbers are utilized by um, TCEQ and the EPA. But back to Kim's point, you know, the, you know, emissions is, is a big issue for folks. You know, those that are driving down 37 or 181 and they see these big flares, don't understand it. Well, those flares are there because they help regulate the pressure of the well. These flares are done when the well is first drilled. They're highly regulated by the Railroad Commission and highly permitted by TCEQ. But for those that don't understand is that when you look at South Texas, if you're from there, it is a very rural region. There was no pipeline to capture that gas. There wasn't the technology at the time to reuse that gas, whether it's through LNG or CNG or whatever you may have. So what you're seeing now, now that we're five years into the play, you're seeing infrastructure built. You're seeing more pipelines, pipelines that are going directly to Houston or the Port of Corpus Christi. And so some of these companies are no longer flaring in days. They're flaring in hours 
We're no longer flaring in days. We're flaring in hours. And that is because of the commitment of the oil and gas industry to South Texas to keep the environment where it's at. You know, one thing that we like to talk about is the oil and gas industry needs to have a social license to operate. So they're going to do the right thing, and they're going to go above and beyond what's required by TCEQ and the Railroad Commission to make sure that the residents of South Texas continue to have the quality of life they've had for all the years that they've. See, that's an interesting point right there. As a lot of people don't know, when they see all that flaring going on, the fact that now the infrastructure is being built and they're going to capture that, and so it's going to be a, a big difference now that you've been around for a while, and they can afford to put the infrastructure in, in the pipelines to capture that and use it. Yeah, absolutely. And just to kind of close the loop on air emissions, you know, we, we talked about the the air emissions in San Antonio and, and the monitors in Stone Oak and La Contera, you know, those monitors on any given day could be above the maximum level. And that's because of the amount of cars in that area. If you look at, if you look at the monitor on the southeast side, it's probably at 63 parts per billion. And keep in mind that that monitor is about 40 miles from Carnes County, which has the most active drilling right now in the state. And with the wind, prevailing wind of the southeast, that monitor continues to be the lowest. So, you know, there's a lot of things that... That's a really interesting... Most people don't know is it's actually not coming from the areas the flaring is occurring. It's actually coming from elsewhere. It's coming from the city. Absolutely. You know, we can, you know, we're not here to say that we're not contributing to the air emission problems in San Antonio, but we're doing everything we can to curtail it, and we're certainly not even in the top five industries or things that contribute to air emissions in San Antonio. Well, let's take a look at uh, what's coming up Legislature's in session in Texas. How has this impact the people uh, in your group and yourself? And share with us your thoughts on legislature and what you would like to see happen and what you feel is positive. Absolutely. And I think uh, it's what I touched on earlier, Roy, is that this continued funding solutions for the counties to help with the roads. You know, I'll give you an example. In 2013, one of the counties in South Texas gave back over $730 million in severance tax. That oil and gas severance tax is what funds the rainy day fund. When our state elected officials say that we have a surplus, more than 50% of that money comes from the oil and gas industry and the severance tax. So when these counties and a neighboring county gave back $680 million. So when these counties are giving that kind of money back to the state, it's really hard for them to fix their roads. So finding a solution, a funding mechanism, a happy medium is going to be key for us. Obviously, continued workforce, continued funding for the colleges and universities in South Texas to train these employees is also going to be very important in session as well, too. And then, you know, helping the Railroad Commission, helping them with their resources. You know, we talk about the communities needing additional funds and help. You know, the Railroad Commission didn't know the Eagle Ford was around either. So certainly they need more resources, more staff to help monitor everything that the oil and gas industry is doing throughout South Texas and Texas, for that matter. Well, I do know one thing that there's not a lot of information to the communities about how the Rainy Day Fund actually helps the communities and also, more importantly, where the Rainy Day Fund comes from. I believe that maybe perception-wise might be that there are just taxes that are raised from all businesses or maybe it is a property tax or something, and, and they just really don't understand that this Rainy Day Fund is 100% funded by the taxes, severance taxes that are coming out of oil and gas only and specifically. And when you're talking about $12 billion or numbers to that amount, that's a lot of human health services that are being affected, teachers, 
working law enforcement. And we do remember when we had a couple of sessions back a deficit in which we had a problem with not having enough money due to an error. And really what was able to come back and save the state of Texas was Eagle Ford Shell being born and us being able to collect the severance taxes from the rainy day fund, specifically from oil and gas. And I think as a community, as we start really understanding more of how interconnected we are with oil and gas, the better off we're going to be. Because right now, let's all kind of get into and discuss oil and gas prices are down. And while that's not the best thing for us, I think even as a community, we're seeing everyone's having an impact. It's not just oil and gas. Omar, do you want to talk a little bit about what you're seeing? Absolutely. You know, the state of Texas and, and, you know, Governor Perry did a phenomenal job of putting Texas on the map with the most amount of jobs, created more investment. I mean, I think of the quote, it's a thousand people move to Texas every week. And that's because of the regulatory climate we have here, uh, the workforce, the quality of life. This is, this is the best state in, in the U.S. But even with all that diversification, the oil and gas industry, in my opinion, remains a cornerstone industry of the state. <laughs> yeah. um, when, we agree. When, yeah. when, when the state is dependent on the oil and gas industry for education, transportation, times right now that the prices are down, revenues are expected to be a little bit down for the state. And so now everybody wants to talk about the oil and gas industry. And, you know, you know prices have, have been declining uh, for the last six months. Certainly no one thought that we would see oil at $100 a barrel. So nobody thought we'd see gas under $2, and certainly no one thought we'd see price of oil at $45. As with anything, it's it's cyclical in nature. Uh, we've seen this before. And I think an important thing, there's two things to remember, is that this isn't the 80s. You know, we know where the oil and gas is at in South Texas. We know where it's at in the Permian Basin. The technology that we have far exceeds that of the 1980s, so things are a little bit different. The second thing is that these companies have spent, and I can only speak for South Texas, but these companies have spent billions of dollars. This is not an investment they're just going to walk away from. You know, once prices go back up, you'll see that activity ramp up. But in, in, in talking to several folks in the community, you know, again, communities have been growing. Investment has been exceeding all expectations since 2009. You know, these prices have given everybody a chance to pause work on infrastructure, and get caught up on workforce training. And I think those things, those are two very important things to, to remember as we go through these oil prices. And you know, most people think that the prices will go back up at the end of the year. Kim, one I, final thought? Well, I think it's important that we do have a pause to kind of think about and not just the infrastructure and how to get a better handle on that development, but also as a community to see that even though we see layoffs we still know that oil and gas companies are hiring. And since we have been through this before, gas prices will go back up, and we will be once again in the oil patch. Everything is going to be going great. Yeah, because all you have to do is drive around South Texas and look at some of the commitments that some of these companies have made. And like you say, we're not talking about even millions of dollars. We're talking about billions of dollars Absolutely. of investment, and not just one. Lots of them, I'm and they're sure. everywhere. These people did not put all this money in here because of something that was going to go down for a little while and say, oh, throw our hands up and say, oh, well, it's not going to work. Oh, no, it's going to work. Right. It's up and down and it's down, but it's going to go back up. Sustainability. That's it. It's sustainable. You're right. Kim, any last words? 
Well, I just wanted to thank Omar for coming and being such a great partner for Shell Magazine. Some of the stuff that we try to work on together is is really education to the community. I know while Steer has a job to help talk and be the voice for oil and gas, having the amount of time that we have with him and his team, because he has a dynamic team as well, to help us really get better focused on community advocacy, what's going on out in the community, and how to really better educate not just the business classification, but also elected officials as well. It's been a, a, a great thing. So we're really happy that we've had an opportunity to, to have you on the show and also trying to help the community understand this is not doom and gloom. This is a time for you to take a breather, get prepared, because when it comes back... It's going to come uh, back bigger gonna, and better. Yeah, exactly. Omar, thanks for being with us. I know you're very busy. We appreciate your time, and thanks for what your organization does, because it's great that the people had the foresight in order to put this together and have it as an interface with everybody. We appreciate it. Thanks, Roy. Thanks, Kim. Appreciate it. You've been listening to In the Oil Patch, program uh, presented by STEER, South Texas Energy Economic Roundtable, and by Shale Oil and Gas Business Magazine. And we appreciate your listening in tonight. We're going to be back next week about this same time for a little bit more. And, Kim, good to have you here today. Thank you very much. It was good being here. All right. Have a good week, everybody. Again, our phone number, 210-240-7188, 210-240-7188, if you want more information about Show Magazine or the show. I'm Roy Holly. Have a good week. You've been listening to In the Oil Patch with Roy Holly and Kim Bellotto. Heard Saturday nights from 10 to 10.30 p.m. on News Talk 550 KTSA. Brought to you by Shale Magazine and Steer.